0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Well, so far we've been taking this kind of phrase at a time, uh, but this episode we are going to finish Paul's prayer by looking at three verses. Uh, That's a lot, and it's packed with beauty and gospel-rich theology. So let's jump in. Uh, One final time, a reminder, this is Paul's prayer for us to be pleasing to the Lord in our life. And here's our fourth way that we please the Lord. Verse 12, giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Wow. Well, our final piece to Paul's prayer is that the church would be thankful, that we would give thanks to God our Father, which means it pleases the Lord as his people walk in thankfulness. Have you thought much about that? Your thankfulness, your gratitude in life pleases the Lord. And specifically here, what we'll see is that we would be a thankful people for the gospel in our life. You know, this reminds me of this story in Luke 17, maybe you've heard it before, uh, where Jesus heals 10 lepers, and he does this mighty work in their life, yet all 10 walk away, they all get cleansed, and only one stops to be thankful for the work of Jesus in his life. And I just wonder, how often are we, the nine others, we have received a mighty work of God on our behalf in the gospel? Jesus has healed us, cleansed us, he's saved us. Yet how often do we live as if that was mundane and ordinary? How often do we continue in life simply not being thankful for the work of Jesus in the gospel? Paul prays here that the church would be like the one leper, the one who is giving thanks because of what Jesus had done for him. And in this text, Paul's going to pray for thankfulness in the gospel, and he's going to give us three reasons that we should be thankful for what God has done. So we're going to move through these as quick as I can because they are beautiful and packed. Three things that God does for us in the gospel that we should be thankful for. Number one, God qualifies us. Look at verse 12 again, giving thanks to the father who has Qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Think about what it means to be qualified for something. You know, if you're qualified for a job, that means that you met certain requirements or experience that is needed for that position. There's a qualification for you to be accepted into this position. Well, to be qualified to have an inheritance with the saints or holy ones. Think about what that would mean. You know, the Bible says that God alone is truly holy and only those who are holy like God can inherit the kingdom of God. So where does that leave all of us? I mean, those who have not walked in light, but in darkness, those of us who have sinned, rebelled and fallen short of God's standards. Where does that leave all of humanity like you and like me who have been unholy? Well, it doesn't leave us sharing in the inheritance of the holy in light. It leaves us lacking a righteousness and holiness to enter into this kingdom, into this inheritance. Therefore, in that job interview with God, your application in yourself is unqualified, disqualified. You are not qualified in yourself. Yet, in the gospel, God gives us righteousness. That is a key part of the gospel message. God requires you to live a perfectly righteous life. You have not done that, but Jesus came to pay for your unrighteousness and give you the righteousness of God, which is exactly what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.21. You've exchanged your unrighteousness on Jesus at the cross and he has given you the righteousness of God. So listen to me. If you feel unrighteous, If you are aware of your mistakes, your unholiness, your dirtiness, feel no condemnation, but let it lead you to the cross of Christ. Do not bank on your righteousness, bank on God giving you righteousness in Christ alone. That is why he is our life and he is our hope, because you are qualified for the righteous, for the holy, for the inheritance of the saints, not because you are good. You are qualified because you laid your life down at the cross of Jesus and accepted his righteousness and his holiness. Friend, you are qualified in Christ alone. As the famous hymn, nothing but the blood says, this is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. God qualifies us. But Paul goes on here to keep explaining the beauty of the gospel by giving us a second aspect. He says, not only does God qualify us, but God transfers us. Verse 13, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Now here again is the hard truth that we must accept if we are to believe the gospel You are not living with a few bad decisions that need to be mended. You are a citizen of the kingdom of darkness by nature. You dwell in darkness in your life apart from God. That that is your identity. That is your citizenship. So that means we aren't struggling and need some tweaking to get into God's kingdom. We are citizens in darkness in need of a transfer of citizenship to the kingdom of light which means you don't need just a little readjustment in your life. You need an immigration plan, right? Like immigration is moving from one home country and finding citizenship in another country. So your home kingdom is the kingdom of darkness. You need to be granted citizenship in the kingdom of God. You need to be an immigrant into God's kingdom. And here's the beauty of the gospel of Jesus. God gives us citizenship. You can't earn it, you can't pay for it, you can't take a test to get it. It has to be given to you by God through Jesus entering into darkness and bringing you back out into light. And that is true of you if your faith is in Jesus Christ. So do not live in arrogance thinking your intellect, your spiritual interest, or even your desire to come to God is what granted you citizenship. It is not what you have done. Notice in the verse, I'm not just making that up. Look, Paul says, he has delivered you. He has transferred us. This work of being given citizenship in God's kingdom through his son is totally a work of God. Therefore, let us be thankful for God has transferred us. Now, lastly, we should give thanks to God because he has qualified us, transferred us. And number three, God redeems us. You know, how does that deliverance from darkness to light truly work? Look at verse 14. Speaking of the son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The idea of redemption is the idea of buying someone back. So in this time, you could redeem a slave by giving money to the owner so that the slave could now be in possession of the redeemer. Okay, this is what God has done for you. Your sins meant you were enslaved to enemies. As long as you were in sin, covered by sin, living in sin, you would be in the kingdom of darkness and death. But the beauty of the gospel is that God gives us forgiveness. I mean, that's what Paul says at the end of the verse. We've been redeemed through the forgiveness of our sins. And how does that happen? It's through the work of Jesus on the cross. All of your sins, I mean, just take a moment today and reflect, not to feel condemned, but just reflect on the sins that you've committed, the wrongs that you've done, the things in your heart, the things in your mind, the the actions that you've committed, whatever you feel guilt and shame for, whatever right now might be coming to mind, even current sins that you feel stuck in, listen to me, if your faith is in Jesus, his sacrifice paid for those sins you don't have to be paraded before god the holy one the lord almighty and have all of your sins displayed because jesus looks at those and says i've paid for them they're gone they're forgiven i have redeemed this person back they are no longer unholy they are now holy in me and he ushers you into his kingdom is that not good news And because of all of this, because God qualifies us, transfers us, redeems us all through the forgiving of our sins and the work of Jesus, we should be thankful. We should be marked by a gospel thankfulness daily. So here's my final exhortation or challenge to you today. Would you take just a few minutes and thank God for what he has done in your life through the work of Jesus? I would encourage you to do this daily every morning and every night. You thank him for what he has done in you and you praise him for the gospel work of Jesus in your life. And here's a practice that has been worshipful for me and it might sound odd right away, but every day, and I don't do this perfectly, but most days I'll try to acknowledge some sort of sin that I committed that day. Which for me, unfortunately, isn't too hard because I sin a lot. So I think of a sin or something that's kind of weighing on me from that day. I can tend to feel a lot of shame for things in my life. And so I take that. But here's the thing. I don't dwell on that sin or beat myself up for it or feel condemned. There is now no condemnation for those in Christ. So what I do, I think of that sin and I place my eyes on the cross of Jesus Christ immediately. I think of what I did and I think of my Savior dying for that sin. That sin has been forgiven. I have been redeemed. That is not my identity anymore. I am now holy in Christ. And though I still sin, that sin has been paid for. And that grace empowers me to move past my sin. So I want to encourage you would you sit a couple moments every day, or at least try it today? Think of maybe something that the Lord would have for you to to bring up, some sort of sin or guilt or shame that you feel, but immediately place your your eyes on Jesus Christ. See his grace in what he has done for you and let that empower you to not only be thankful, but to continue to move forward in holiness. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.